1: Hey, everybody, and welcome to this edition of the Sunshine Boys podcast. Of course, that is Ira Kaufman, Joe Henderson. We have, um, we have some great guests with us today. We've got Tim Williams, who, of course, is our baseball insider. He'll be talking a little bit about the World Series and a very special guest and a longtime friend of mine, and I am very pleased that he could join us. That would be Kendall Lewis, who is in Cleveland, Ohio today for us, and Kendall, known up there in Cleveland as BSK and when you only are known by initials you know that people in the town love you and BSK stands for the big sports kahuna Kendall. welcome to the Sunshine Boys podcast it's a pleasure to have you today.
2: Thank you guys thanks for having me.
1: What a day in Cleveland you've got the upcoming uh, Cavs getting their rings At 7 o'clock, and then at 8 o'clock, first pitch, or 8.05, first pitch uh, of World Series between the Cubs and the Cleveland Indians. How about that?
3: You know, Jim, uh, I'm drawing a little parallel between the uh, NBA Finals and this World Series in the sense that, you know, most of the chatter is is on the other team. Uh, Not a lot of people thought, that the Cavs, uh, as great as LeBron is, would knock off uh, a record-breaking uh, Golden State team. And, of course, the Cubs got all the history, uh, Jim. So uh, I don't see too much love right now being shown to the Indians.
1: No. Well, okay. Kendall, you want to respond to that?
2: Well, yeah, the, the, he's correct. There's not a lot of love being shown to the Cleveland Indians. But, see, here's here's what I call national ignorance of what's really going on. Because you, when you look at the overall picture, everybody is a Cub fan. Uh, I'm a Cub fan. I spent a couple of years over in Waukegan, Illinois, which is uh, a western suburb of Chicago right after I got out of college, broadcasting, and I became you know, more entrenched as a Cub fan. So I, I, I would usually be rooting for the Cubs. But since they're playing against the Indians, I I want them to sweep the Cubs in four straight. I care nothing about uh, the national story. But here's the thing. People look at the Indians from the outside, and they figure they're just uh, a speed bump on the way to Major League Baseball World Series title. And they aren't. The Indians have a lot of good things about them. And normally, if they were healthy, I might even favor the Indians. The Indians have outstanding pitching they have outstanding defense there is power throughout the lineup i mean not prodigious power 30 40 home runs necessarily but they have hitters who have power not power hitters who um, uh, specialize in the clout or the out and so i think this is a very very close series i think there are some subtleties here for example um, when the Indians score first, uh, their winning percentage is almost 700. When um, the, 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 the starting pitching breaks down, they can go to the bullpen as early as the fifth inning with an assortment, an array of matchups, relief pitchers, and killers on the end of the bullpen. So Cleveland has clutch hitting. Cleveland has, as I mentioned, great defense. They have offensive versatility in the outfield, and they don't even have their best outfielder available. So what's left over is, as you saw, a great assortment of baseball players who can more than give
0: give the Cubs a run for their money. Absolutely. And to add on to that really quickly, I would just like to say that to add on to that in the Indians' favor, I think they have a very slight advantage at manager. I think Terry Francona has shown this postseason that he is the best manager in baseball, and he's taken the Indians' Here, he's almost as responsible as anybody that the Indians have gotten this far. He's done a fantastic job with that bullpen, managing a rotation that is down to, it's essentially a a one-and-a-half-man rotation at this point, and they're just going to get by with it because they have that bullpen and they have a manager who's not afraid to dip into it whenever he needs to. And they also have the most accomplished postseason hitter still going in Mike Napoli. Mike Napoli's had a couple of really big series in his career. Had the Rangers held on in 2011, he would have won a, run away with the series MVP that year. So they have both of those things working in their favor as well. The Cubs are going to be favored in a Las Vegas sense. But this will be a closer series than it lets on. I agree with Kendall in that respect
1: wholeheartedly. Well, Joe, you and Ira know Brother Madden pretty well. Why don't you uh, tell us a little bit about Joe and what you think the Cubs are going to do? Uh,
4: well, with uh, with Joe Madden, the, the Cubs have the perfect management for this situation. Uh, I agree that... Terry Francona may not get the credit, especially in this setting that he deserves, but Madden is a master at deflecting pressure off a team, and nobody has got pressure on them right, uh, like the Cubs do right now. They have got the hopes and fears of you know over 100 years uh, riding on their backs. Now, a lot of people, a lot of Cubs fans being, being Cubs fans will say, no, 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 that's not true. Uh, we made it to the World Series. Uh, don't buy it. If they don't win the World Series, it's going to be considered a disappointment. Now,
3: uh,
4: I've, I've been playing around with a couple of, of fun facts here. And one thing about this series that jumps out to me, um, Ira will, will laugh at this, uh, knowing kind of the history I've got with this, but uh, three words, five slamma jamma, because People, if you go back to the great houston uh University of Houston basketball team, everybody assumed going into the final against North Carolina State that they were going to run away with it, and uh they did not uh, I believe I was one of the ones who bit very hard on the whole houston uh going to win easily uh storyline i've learned my lesson uh Cleveland right now strikes me as the North Carolina state in this scenario. Uh, they've lost one post-season game. If you, if you look back in this post-season, Boston was going to beat them. Okay. The didn't happen. Toronto was going to beat beat up on their pitching staff. Didn't happen. Now everybody's saying, well, the Cubs are the team of destiny. Um, in this game one matchup, I kind of like the Indians. Uh, They've got. They've had some, a couple of their guys have had some pretty good success against uh, the Cubs starter John Lester, and uh, particularly uh, keep an eye on Rajay Davis. He's it's a pretty good sample size too. He's got 40 at bats, uh, a career at bats against Lester, and he's hitting 325. Uh, you know, the uh, Mike Napoli uh, was mentioned, and he's on a tear. Carlos Santana's had pretty good success, so they're going to be able to to play the matchup game with this guy. And uh, on the reverse side, the uh, the Cubs haven't seen too much of Corey Kluber. And those who have seen it have not had a whole lot of success, especially Ben Zobrist uh, hitting 077 lifetime against uh, Corey Kluber. So Cleveland's got kind of a mojo going as a city right now, if we don't include the Browns and I don't. So um, you know, a lot of a lot of stuff going on there tonight, and um, I will not be surprised. In fact, I'll, I'll go out on a limb and say I think Cleveland's going to win it.
1: I really want to get in uh, on this. Yeah, Jim. Uh,
3: one one guy that we haven't mentioned, uh, who I believe has been the dominant player uh, in this postseason for any team, uh, is Andrew Miller. Now, now Tim touched on it. Uh, Frank conner has been masterful with, with using Miller. You can't call him a closer. Half the time, the guy's coming in, uh, with the bases loaded in, in the sixth inning. Um, he's been untouchable, absolutely untouchable. He's been a lot better than Chapman has been for the Cubs in the postseason. So, Kendall, uh, I think, uh, I think the Indians go as Andrew Miller goes, and, and right now, uh, nobody's better. And I, I think, uh,
2: He's the big X factor in this series. Well, Ira, I would agree with that. and Coupled with the fact that there are other guys who have been as effective as Miller. Well, I, I can't say that. But but Miller has been outstanding, striking out, uh, I, I think, almost half the batters he's faced. Um, and his versatility in when you can pitch him and how often you can pitch him makes him the X factor, as you said, and coupled with the rest of that bullpen, coupled with Shaw and coupled with all of those other guys, and Miller can close. So you can you can switch it up. You can use a lot of your matchups earlier in the game, as I said, after the fifth inning as we just saw against Toronto. And believe me, Toronto, I, I've seen the Cubs all year. I've seen Toronto all year. I think the Cubs have an outstanding young lineup with power and that with pop they can they can they can hit. But Toronto is dangerous from one through seven in the kind of way that uh murderers row was dangerous. If you look at the Yankees of that time, they had home run hitters or just professional baseball hitters who could hurt you at any time. Toronto is the same way. And Cleveland navigated, or Terry Francona, used his bullpen, used his pitchers, used his defensive acumen in such a way that those guys never get off the schneid. Coupled with, again, the play calling, the pitch calling of Perez, who was really not supposed to be playing He's done an excellent job with this whole team, and so when you look at it, where, like I said, the the national media has an ignorance, which means a lack of knowledge. I'm not calling them ignorant, but I'm just saying they don't watch this team day to day. And you talk about, uh, I believe, Joe, the uh, the comparison between Terry Francona and Joe Madden. Joe Madden is outstanding. Terry Francona is outstanding. I would give the edge to Francona because he's won so so much on so many levels. And he handles the guys as well as Madden, although not as eclectically (laughs) as Joe Madden (laughs) does. But they're both fun guys to be around. They're both very intelligent baseball men. They both are out-of-the-box thinkers. So this is a really close World Series. Now, I was thinking about it this morning. I think that if Cleveland can take the pressure off themselves by doing what they did against Toronto and winning the first two games with their pitching and defense, then I think they'll be able to relax and just play ball. If they lose one of these two games with the cacophony of, You know, the Cubs haven't won in 108 years. Or, you know, with that whole we love the Cubs thing, that could be a lot of pressure on some young guys. And it's a very young team with with some rare exceptions. And so I think the pressure would then switch to them off of the Cubs because the Cubs are under pressure. They may not seem like it or you may not think it, but with everybody rooting for you, with everybody behind you, you could even say they're America's theme of baseball in this World Series. The Cubs have to, you know, exact a pound of flesh. If the Indians can hold that off by winning both of these home games, that'll be critical. Because then if you slip up and lose a game in Chicago, wow, you're in a real pickle then. And you can't, it's not that you can't come back from 3-0 or 3-1, but that makes it a lot tougher. So I'm looking at these first two games, especially tonight with everything that's going on in the city, with the Indians having the the pressure of supporting LeBron James and the Cavaliers with another world championship, don't forget now, we're starving here too. We're still starving. Just because the Cavaliers won a championship, that doesn't mean we're not hungry. That doesn't mean that, you know, the teams here are like, well, the Cavs took all the pressure off of us, and so, you know, we can just, you know, lay around and chill. No, it's not it. Cleveland hasn't won a World Series, I believe it's since 68 years. It's been 1948 since they won a World Series. And given the way they've lost the 2 in 95 and 97, I was there. I was there almost crying as a grown man. Um, I I think I think Cleveland has a, a sufficient motivation to get this thing done. So, you've got two teams, two long um uh suffering fan bases two iconic baseball teams, two teams with a tragic past in terms of winning, two teams with um, a a sparkling future. It's going to be a great, great World Series. I just hate that the ring ceremony is going on at the same time.
1: (laughs) This is the Sunshine Boys Podcast. I'm Jim Williams, your host. You just heard from Kendall Lewis, the big sports kahuna in Cleveland. He's our special guest today. We also have Tim Williams, who's our baseball insider, and the Sunshine Boys themselves, Joe Henderson and uh, Ira Kaufman. Tim, I have a quick question for you. You know both Terry Fancona and, um, and of course Theo Epstein. What's the dynamic you think between them? By the way, quick story, and that is that Theo, his final two guys were Theo uh, when he was finding a manager was. Uh, Tito Francona and Joe Madden, and he's actually the one who picked up the phone and called um, Andrew Friedman and suggested that the that the Rays hire Joe Madden. So there's there's a there's a kind of an interesting dynamic going between them. But uh, Tim, you these two guys, the man uh, who built the Cubs now and the guy who's coaching or managing, I'm sorry, the um, the Indians, what about the dynamic you know between these two guys?
0: Well, it, it's really interesting because Theo Epstein, right now you hear a lot about how he just cemented his Hall of Fame resume, and I think he he very well did, and how he's gone into the annals of one of the all-time baseball executives by doing this with the Cubs after doing what he did in Boston. It's funny that Francona's on the other side of this, and except for this podcast, you don't really hear people saying the phrase best manager in baseball' around him very much that here he was he managed the Red Sox back from three nothing in a series where there was a rain out, so managing his bullpen, which was not necessarily as strong as the Indians or the Cubs bullpens right now to the point they had to put Tim Wakefield in for significant innings in that series. He'll try anything, and in this particular postseason, it's been exemplified, all, these, all the stat heads will tell you that closers going in in the ninth inning exclusively is not necessarily a good idea. You should put them in against the team's best hitters. And we've never really seen a manager try that before until this postseason when Cody Allen came in the seventh inning in the ALCS to get the heart of the Blue Jays order out. And then Andrew Miller, usually the setup man, got the save because Allen had already thrown the seventh. So he's a statistically forward manager, and that really helped Theo Epstein make his plan work in Boston, much the way that Joe Maddon's helping it work in Chicago. Because being statistically forward thinking is really important to those teams. So his innovation worked a lot with what they were trying in Boston. And both managers in this equation are very good clubhouse guys, as, as has been mentioned in their own unique ways, but they're both very good clubhouse guys. And also, putting a button on Theo Epstein and Terry Francona. It's also interesting. They left Boston the same day. At the end of the 2011 season, when the Red Sox had a terrible September and collapsed, Terry Francona was fired, Theo Epstein resigned, and they've since gone on to these heights. So it's really interesting because they were kind of run out of town when it happened. It was all very narrative especially in that the clubhouse was suddenly too loose, that they were allowed to do too much, and that cost Francona his job, and yet he's doubled down on it. Now they do Party at Napoli's every time they have a walk-off. He's not afraid to let his team's personality show, and he doesn't need costume parties to do it. And then you have Joe Madden's style, which is unique to Joe Madden and characters in movies.
1: You know, Tim, of course, there was the Game 5 between the Nationals and the uh, the Dodgers where Kenley Jansen came in in the seventh inning and uh, shut down a Nationals rally. He pitched uh, until the ninth inning when he got in trouble, had uh, two runners on, had the, the tying run, uh, Bryce Harper at second base, and then, of course, came – of all people, Clayton Kershaw, who got the save by getting Daniel Murphy to pop out and Wilmer Defoe to strike out to end the game and send the Dodgers onto to the NLCS where, of course, they, they lost to the Chicago Cubs. But anyway, the World Series, and a very entertaining one, begins tonight on Fox. I'd like to thank our guests, Kendall Lewis, the big sports kahuna, From Cleveland for joining us, Tim Williams, the sportstalkflorida.com national baseball writer. Of course, our Sunshine Boys themselves, whose work you can read right here on the pages of sportstalkflorida.com. Of course, that is Joe Henderson and Ira Kaufman. I'm Jim Williams, your host for the Sunshine Boys. Enjoy the World Series. And uh, until next time, when we preview the NBA for 2016, 2017. We wish you a good day on the Sunshine Boys podcast.
3: With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
2: Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom?